Welcome to the Growing Together podcast, a show for inspiring conversation and practical steps to help your church become the church where all generations thrive. I'm your host, Justin Ku, and today my guests are Alina and Martin Van Rensburg. Together, they work alongside young adults as life coaches and public speakers. Alina serves as the Director of Tertiary and Young Adult Ministries in the Seventh-day Adventist Conference of South Queensland, Australia. So in our last couple of episodes, we've been talking about the idea of empathizing and understanding where young adults and young people are coming from. And I think that this is really good, but one of my favorite parts of the book was when it said, you know, churches that take the message of Jesus seriously are a place where young adults really, really want to be. And I thought this was super awesome, but as I continued to read the rest of the chapter, I learned that different generations have a different spin or a take or different interpretation on what it really looks like to take Jesus's message seriously. Seriously. And so I just want to throw the question to you guys. What are you seeing when, when, when young adults hear the idea of Jesus's message? Really, what are they looking at? What are they thinking about? And what really matters to them most? Mm. Yeah, I think this is a really great question, Justin, because as Seventh-day Adventists, I think that um, we can think that we nail this one and we don't need to dig into this any deeper. Um, but the fact is when our young adults are, are looking at the message of Jesus, they're not necessarily um, just wanting to quote the 28 fundamentals. Um, For them, it's not just about the head knowledge. They're wanting to see how is the message of Jesus actually lived out? You know, what does it look like to practice Jesus' message and for that to be a part of my life? Yeah, I really think that um, today's generation is really looking for people to live authentically. Mm -hmm. And when they look at um, Jesus and how he lived, um, they, they can really resonate with that. But they kind of like, there's a little bit of a disconnect when they they see, um, you know, our current, well, some parts of our church Mm. when, you know, there's a lot of head knowledge, but it's not actually taking it seriously. Mm. And so they, they say that, that, um, well, you can have all the the right knowledge and you can be right, but Mm. how are you actually living this out? You know, Mm. are you having the lifestyle of Jesus? And, Mm. um, that's that's something that um, they that really resonates with them when they see it and um, yeah really picks a spark in I guess in their own journey yeah I, I think we've all heard of the stories of a young person bringing their friend or you know a, a family member who's not part of our denomination to <laughs> church and they're wearing the earrings they got the piercings and the tattoos and all the things and and some well-meaning uh, grandma or grandpa might come along and and give them a scolding and because you know we have this belief about what does modesty look like what does uh, true Christian adornment look like and maybe it's the right idea or not but the way that they're talked to feels really off-putting and I think many of us feel like you know what if Jesus were here this isn't the way that Jesus would have approached this situation is this is this kind of what you mean by the way that Jesus lived his life is it is it about just being nice to people or is it yeah. something deeper than that yeah definitely um, um, deeper than that and mm. I, I think it's it's um, it's not necessarily um, throwing away like the um, what's really important or what is in the doctrines or what what's in the the, the Bible but like how did Jesus approach people who were you know in our maybe in our eyes, are living in sin, you know. Um, he mm. he came a, a, across them and was gentle with them. He wasn't, re, you know, um, really rebukive and made them um, humiliate them. It w- it wasn't like that at all. He mm. he came alongside them and um, 
Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We just see him valuing relationship above everything else. And he would first seek to, to build that connection and to place value on the person. And in, in that space, he then invited them to follow him and to follow his way of life. And he was always calling people to more. Um, and that's the beautiful thing that we do see in our, in our Bible and in our doctrines is the life that God's calling us to. But it's in the context of relationship. It's in the context of, of loving first and placing value upon that person before, you know, inviting them to, to take on a new lifestyle. Um, so, so often we, um, we think that we've got to get someone to have the right understanding or the right thinking, Mm. but that's, um, that's not necessarily where the, you know, the Holy Spirit or where Jesus Mm. is actually, um, approaching their life. Mm. And so, you know, like, unless we've got relationship with someone, um, maybe, you know, coming across so strongly on this point of view or this perspective or this point is not the space or the time. Um, maybe there's another part that Jesus and the good news is actually Mm. wanting to reach them at another um, part of their lives. Mm. Yeah. It gets me thinking about this idea that, you know, church has often been this place where you have to believe before you belong. Mm. And I remember one pastor saying like, no, flip that on its head. It's actually a place where you can belong even before you believe. Yeah. And it gets me thinking about the way that Jesus interacted with his disciples. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's call fire down from heaven. Like, let's go curse these people. And she's like, whoa, hold on. Yeah. Like, no, like yeah. I rebuke you, Satan. Like he actually said that to his youth group, if you will. Yeah. And it's like, it's clearly they didn't have all the right ideas per se, but it was a place where they could grow and they could be safe together. And, mm. and they would have this ongoing building relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it's a discipleship journey. You know, Mm. we, it's not, um, a a place that we've just, we know everything Mm -hmm. tick by tick. And Mm -hmm. then we've like arrived and you're like the most holy of holy persons. (laughs) It it doesn't work like that. Um, you know, this whole journey is a a discipleship journey and Mm. it's, um, God keeps working on our lives day by day. Absolutely. And I think this is, you know, really where the role of the Holy Spirit comes in and it's sharing with our young people, with our young adults that, you know, the the Spirit of God lives inside of them and is working on their hearts and is working to transform. And I think when we create that awareness um, and we speak that language, that it really frees our our young people up to, to trust that, to trust that the Holy Spirit is speaking to me and he will convict and he will transform and he will lead them into new understandings. And it's not necessarily our role to take on that job um, of the Holy Spirit and to, you know, and to determine what God is wanting to do in their lives at this exact point. Why do you think this way of living is so hard of just letting the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do in that person's life instead of trying to take ownership for that? Why do we why do we mess that up so often, you think? Oh, there's so many reasons. I think, Justin, one thing is, I know for me, we just like to be in control and, you know, we like to be able to control the things that we can see. And I think we, yeah, we can, we we do take Jesus' message seriously in that we want ourselves and other people to live the life that he's calling us to but that's in his timing that's in his way and as his you know shepherds as we're leading other people to Jesus we're really needing to trust and allow him to take the time that he needs rather than us running ahead but I know myself in my own journey we're not always good at that at being patient and waiting on God's timing because he moves in a totally different realm to what we do. 
So one of these ideas of taking Jesus' message seriously, I think one of the, I guess, objections that I've seen in my mm -hmm. own in my own ministry, if I'm being completely honest, mm -hmm. is this idea of like compromise. Like, oh, mm -hmm. just be patient. Just let God do his thing in someone's heart. For, like in my mind has often been wielded uh, as this like, you know what? Just let them have an excuse for what they're doing. Let them mm -hmm. off the hook. Like, you know, they're not doing all the right things, but you know, saying something or calling them out on it maybe isn't the most quote unquote Christ-like thing. And so mm -hmm. for me, I, like this, this a way of approaching things in the past has been like, oh, you just want to like give them an excuse for mm -hmm. sin. You just want to let them go. But I don't mm -hmm. think that that's really what you're meaning. Is that? No, absolutely not. And I think that's where this whole discipleship process um, comes into play is that as we're discipling young people, as we're discipling anybody for that matter, no matter what age, it's that journey of, of walking alongside with, walking with them as they're making um, you know, some choices or, or decisions that we may not agree with, but we're, we're staying there as a, as a disciple maker um, to walk them through that and continue to, to be one of the, you know, a voice of God in their lives, encouraging them, praying for them, praying with them. It's not like we just kind of let them go go to do their own thing and you know come back when you're ready um it's a life on life journey and i think the the thing that i sh have struggled with over mm. the years is a lot of those those types of voices have come from a distant mm. they haven't come from being close and getting to know someone and um, not hearing their story and what are the things that they are struggling with and mm. um you know for, for us to, to take on that position is very self-righteous and it, mm. it comes across that we've got it all right. Mm. Um, but really like when we've got to like that type of attitude, we're not coming, coming, um, humbly, um, in this process and mm. hearing, um, you know, what God wants to actually share, or maybe he, he wants us to be quiet and just to listen, mm. but it's, um, there's a, a fair bit of arrogance in that. And we've, mm. we've got to be really careful with our own journey and start questioning. Maybe, maybe God wants us to, there's something that he wants us to stretch and do something in us, um, mm. to disciple others well. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe patience is part of what needs to be grown in us. You know, maybe yeah. being able to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to bite my tongue in this moment. I'm going to just trust. Maybe it's a, a growing of faith or something like that. Mm -hmm. So um, so so let's let's take this back to this idea. You know, someone comes in, they're struggling with fill in the blank. And maybe the the, the gut response for us is to call them out on this, mm -hmm. rebuke them publicly or privately, you know, to to, you know, to, or maybe we want to call sin by its rightful name or whatever, like, you know, verse that we mm. use to describe what we're doing in that moment to justify it. What would you suggest mm. replacing that with, especially if it's someone who's visiting you for the first time or you don't have that depth of relationship with them yet? Mm. I think one of the first questions that I would be asking is to hear more about their story, to hear what is their background? What is their experience? Where are they coming from? I would love to know more about that person as a whole person before just focusing on that one action or that one behavior that, you know, from the outset I may disagree with. Um, but what does it look like to actually listen to them? And there are so many different ways that we can, you know, have that conversation. We can connect with them at another point, ask to catch up for a hot drink, invite them back for lunch, um, hear about this person's story before we think that we can start um, speaking to them about their behavior. And I think the key thing with that is with hearing someone's story is like hearing the longings and losses for that person mm. you know what are they actually um 
yeah, is there something in their their lives that they're looking for the good news in their their in, for themselves, or is mm. there something that there's that unfulfilled dreams that they've mm. they've got, and it's you know, um, and and I guess that's that's the approach that we would mm. well, I would recommend or for myself yeah. too, you know. Absolutely, and in that um you know beautiful place of relationship, that's when we can actually challenge um, at at some points because. Young adults are saying they want to be challenged. They don't just want to um, have a, a, a nice, cushy, soft um, faith journey. They actually want to be challenged and called to more. Uh, and yet when we're in relationship with people, we can do that. It's not coming alongside as, as criticizing um, or pointing a finger. It's actually saying, hey, I see how God's moving in your life and he's calling you to more. And you know, how can we journey together um, in you stepping into all that God is calling you to? The, the other side to all of that is that, you know, when we disciple with one another, we're actually learning in the same approach. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when we come with that, that attitude of we've got it right or we know it all, it's, um, yeah, God is actually um, limited in that space because mm-hmm. maybe he's got something that he wants to teach you through this discipleship journey too, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's an incredible thing about... Um, yeah, just get discipling with people and getting mm-hmm. to know their stories. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. I love what you guys are saying. I think it's so wise and it's so important for us to remember that the key here is that young adults love a church where where they're seen taking Jesus' message seriously. Mm-hmm. Not that they're disregarding it, but they really do actually want to take it seriously. I love what you said, Alina, that they want to be challenged. They want to have a high standard, but sometimes there's a wisdom that we need to be able to exercise when mm-hmm. and it's not just about like, well, this is the right message. I'm just going to lay it on them. But mm-hmm. maybe it might be the right message, but if it's the right message at the wrong time mm-hmm. through the wrong person, mm-hmm. well, then maybe it really isn't the right message after all. And I think what you guys are saying here is at the heart of it all, we do want to lift people higher. We do want to call them to a, a quote unquote high standard and to take Jesus's message seriously. But First and foremost, we need to consider, is this the right time and am I the right person? Mm. And is this the right message that God Mm. wants me to share in this moment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.